Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Judge, <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to catch up with you. It's, <laughs> it's the highlight of my week, as I've told you before. And this is a moment of the day of the week that I couldn't, I wouldn't ever change for anything. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, a few times, I don't dream a lot, but the few nightmares that I've had for the past 18 months or so are about you telling me, hey, Graham, I don't think I want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> 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 nope, I'm here for the long haul. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, so let's get it on. Yeah, yes. <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham, and with me, of course, is the most fantastic of every single co-host in this universe. Her name is Jojo. Hello, Jojo. How to do? Yeah, <laughs> we definitely got a how to do. Do you know that you missed a how to do last week? I did. I Yo, did. I repeated, like, I tried, I went back several times while editing, I'm like, what the hell is the how do you do? <laughs> I don't think last week I was feeling the how do you do. It wasn't a how do you do week, seriously. Yeah, no, it wasn't a how do you do week. It was a pissed off and sun week. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I think we we should tell our listeners, sorry that we sounded so mad and pissed off and we went on a, a tangent, but... The things, everything that was said, and I, I go back and listen to the to the podcast as a listener after it comes out. Everything was said needed to be said, and perhaps more. And trust me, we went on for about an hour and twenty five, an hour and twenty minutes. So there was a lot edited that, not that were they weren't important to say, but you know we felt like. Yeah, maybe we should pop the brake a bit. <laughs> but to be honest, everything you heard on that podcast episode needed to be said. And Jojo, I um, when I, I was looking for a quotation, because you know part of the process of promoting is we want to do the soundbite, we want to do the artwork, and then a quote that jumps out i found so many beautiful quotes from you during this 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 episode and i was like i could do like five of these you know i ended up choosing one but this is that one seems like something everybody agreed with everyone uh, a lot of people commented back and they're like yep that's exactly right <laughs> so you, you, you were on point, Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice compliment. Thank you, Graham. It was a, it was a tough episode last week, but it was, it was a good one and it, it was good to talk about. And I am still angry and I am still hurting for everyone and uh, still learning, learning lots of things. Yeah. And, and don't think that this is not, a one side learning and one side with all the knowledge thing because we are all still learning too much as you as you said last week like the thing about the 13th amendment i didn't know how serious and outrageous it was until this moment in time yes you know and even though elva did that movie a long time ago i uh you know, it's been on my to-do list, but I haven't watched it. But I learned, I started to pay attention to the 13th Amendment thing based on that podcast that I ended up recommending 
to our listeners too. And then now I have uh, this weekend to watch the 13th by Eva DuVernay on Netflix. So, yeah, you know, we're all still learning because it's so much. And, you know, the one thing I can tell you for a fact is that we've seen, we've been here before and we've seen the protests and we've seen the outrage before, but everything indicates at this moment in time that this is the one moment where changes are going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And, uh, yeah, for our own, for, for all of our sakes, let's, let's yes. hope so, right? Yes. But today, actually, we are uh, full of laughter and, uh, and comedy relief with our podcast, with our episode today, because we are discussing <laughs> a very funny Netflix uh, series starring Steve Carell, and it is called Space Force! <laughs> <laughs> And I have to be honest with you, Georgia, I, when the first time Trump talked about Space Force, <laughs> we, we all had a laugh because it sounded like some shit out of SNL, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and But I didn't expect Hollywood to just go ahead and say, yep, let's start showing them how ridiculous this whole damn thing sounds like. I think that the, the co- collective reaction to hearing Space Force announced officially as a, as a government thing was the same as Steve Carell's reaction <laughs> in the first episode when he's told about Space Force, when he just busts out laughing and then is like, oh, wait a minute, you're serious. <laughs> you're serious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's exactly if we were all one person in 316 million people made one person, the laugh would still be echoing through the universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to love the fact that Netflix was able to trademark the logo before the government. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that the government can't use it. It's just amusing that, <laughs> that Netflix got, got all of that trademarked before the government did. I mean, it's just <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. So, I mean, it's hard to even spoil it for anyone this series came out on the 29th of may and it's on netflix and uh, we knew it was coming because the trailer came out and it created a whole lot of expectation but more than anything else is the fact that yeah steve carell right like yes this is going to be funny by default there is no there's no way this isn't going to be funny because Steve Carell is just, there are some comedians that never fail to be funny. No matter how crappy of a role they may get, it's not about the role, it's about them being funny. And, and, and Steve Carell has demonstrated time and time again that he's that kind of actor, isn't he? Yeah. And he has a huge range as well. You know, we've seen yes. him do serious. We've seen him do hilarious. We've seen him do slapstick. We've seen him do dry humor. I mean, he just can do, he can do no wrong in my eyes. I, I love Steve Carell. Kind of have a little bit of a crush on him, not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> he's got kind of a silver fox thing going on there. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's just... I, I love Steve Carell, and I think he's incredibly talented and very intelligent, and that's just, it's its its funny. I, I am i am sort of surprised and sad, though, that the show did not get very good ratings. Yes. I think everybody yeah. who, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but the the general populace, you know, it was a, it was a big hit for Netflix. Like, people liked it, right. and the critics tore it to pieces, but... I, I don't know if maybe some of that was really high expectations considering who it's coming from. And they don't realize that sometimes a show takes a second season to get into a really good groove. 
I, yeah. I, I have no idea, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, so do you see, we've talked about this before, how like sometimes it's best not to pay attention to whatever critics say and just go ahead, go into whatever you're going to watch with an open mind and see for yourself. Because I don't think the show is not actually popular, but critics basically stick up their ass for the whole thing. Yeah. And in fact, I would suggest that it won't take actually a second season yet, but rather more people to watch these, to watch the first series or the first season for it to start in, to start to become like a, a popular thing in the sense like it, it will get into everybody's lingo and day-to-day stuff like there's a lot of quotable stuff in here. Yes, yes, <laughs> and there that's really is. that's the key of a great comedy piece, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm reminded a little bit of Community and the fact that it didn't do very well to start with in terms of like critics and everything, and now like years later, people are suddenly loving Community, and that like Community is all they can talk about, and I can sort of see that happening with this. Yeah, yeah. So, so seriously, let's just not pay attention to what the people who have never acted, never directed, never filmed anything in their lives, but somehow call themselves critics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Saying about it. By the way, Jocelyn and myself, we could fall onto that category of critics too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've never acted, we've never directed, we've never done anything like that either. But the way we view things is from the perspective of a viewer and not from a journalist who makes a living at critiquing movies and in, in stuff. So, so that's a complete... Even if we were to make a living at critiquing movies, but we would always, we would always do it from the perspective of a viewer and we will always tell you this is what we think that doesn't make it a universal truth and of course you're free to think whatever you want yep am yep. i right joe that's right you are right yeah. and also in in my case i can say that you know i i didn't go to college to be a film critic i did not take any advanced film classes i didn't do anything like that all i have is my experience of watching television watching movies and you know, watching YouTube sketches. So <laughs> yeah. I, I know what makes me laugh. I know what I enjoy. I I can't speak for the most part to the higher intellectualism of, of film. I don't I don't have those credentials and I'm never will never pretend to. So it, there's probably plenty of things that, that those folks who who have those that job and get paid to do that, they, you know, it's the kind of thing like so where I worked in editing for a little while, continuity bothers me. Like what we talked about it um, in, the, I think, the Kaminsky method, where there's like a, right. cup, a cup that bothers me because it's like a completely <laughs> different cup from scene to scene. But that bothers me because I've, I've done that. Right. You didn't notice that. Most people probably wouldn't notice that. So I think nope. it, it may be the kind of thing where if you have been educated to notice per- certain things, you may only ever notice the glaring errors and not be able to just focus on the TV show or the movie. Exactly. Jo- Jojo, you be saying stuff, man. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you be saying stuff, man. <laughs> so without further ado, let's go and sort of, I think everybody kind of has an idea as to what Space Force is all about. But yeah, like I said, you be saying stuff and you are the one who has this specialty of putting the shows out there in context to people even before they watch it. And by the way, without spoiling it, which I could never, ever, ever do. So please, Jojo, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so Space Force is a comedy series. It is based on establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, which is called going to be Space Force. They want to have... I have to do this, though. Space Force! Space Force! 
<laughs> um, and per the orders of the president, they went, I love this little joke, but they went boots on the moon by 2024 in the series, though. <laughs> the little joke is, well, he said he wants boobs on the moon by 2024, <laughs> but we're pretty sure he meant that was a typo and he meant boots. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of follows Steve Carell is the four-star general. He thought he was going to be heading up a completely different force. So when he got handed the chief of space force operations, he was first laughed his head off and then was like, oh shit, that's what you actually mean. <laughs> and it's about them trying to get people on the moon and all the shenanigans that happen in a regular workplace, but just based on a, a, I guess, like an Air Force base, a Space Force base. <laughs> space Force space. Space Force base. <laughs> that ten times fast? And uh, it's it's totally a comedy, and there's, there's lots of funny things that happen, and uh, it's it's a good show. It is. It is, it is an absolutely good show and enjoyable. And what is slap-ass funny? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Or knee slap funny. I don't I, know. I think it's knee slap funny, but knee slap, slap, <laughs> slap ass funny is good too. That works. <laughs> so let's talk about this a little bit before we get into the cast. There are several elements here that are inserted into this story that are so self explanatory, but that make them funny all the more first of all obviously they never show you who's the president no but you can certainly you can certainly make a deduction as to who they are talking about because they talk about a president who tweets a lot yes <laughs> yes and who talks about boobs on the moon exactly and the typos, of course, we know that because <laughs> we know that Obama never tweeted with any typo. <laughs> and so that makes it funny because it's like we're not going to show you who we're talking about. We're not going to even I mean, you will always know who we're talking about, but without us talking about it. And I, I think. If you remember the show West Wing, West Wing was created with that concept of always talking about the president without ever showing the president. So the president was basically a spoken character as opposed to a, an existing character. Right. Except that Martin Sheen had one freaking scene on, I believe, the f second episode of West Wing. And still the most famous episode of West Wing, and he fucking killed it. <laughs> and he killed it. And I think, uh, I know, have you watched West Wing, Jojo? I am familiar with West Wing. I've actually never watched the this, this series. Okay. I think it's still on Netflix, so whenever you feel like binge-watching something that will make you feel good about politics... Well, good and outraged at the same time, but mostly good. You probably should take a look at it because in, I know over the years, this clip that I'm talking about, the first appearance of Martin Sheen on the show became like sort of an iconic scene because it is basically how he publicly, all of a sudden, also without planning it, debates a very conservative young political commentator who was just sitting there in you know pontificating and martin sheen enters the room and literally obliterated everything she said in in less than two minutes it, it was a moment where you could like fucking stand up and give like give a standing ovation and from that moment on it was the decision Aaron Sorkin was like, yeah, we got to include the, the president's character in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think the difference here is that they, in, in this series, they are actually referring to a shithead president who actually exists. <laughs> 
<laughs> in Space Force, the, the president is such a shedhead, much like the one who we currently have, that it's not even necessary to include him. You can actually joke and talk about him. Everybody will know who he is without ever showing, without ever wasting an actor playing him. Does that make, does that make sense, or am I yep, overthinking nope, this? No, nope, makes perfect sense because uh, every every little joke that was in there, I was like, ah, "That's a jab at the current administration," <laughs> which did make good. me wonder if if some of the the. And I actually didn't really read any of the negative reviews, but it did make me wonder if some of the negative reviews were were based on that in that they felt it might have made the show too topical. But I feel like this is always going to be funny because, like it or not, this dude is the president and has been the president. So this show is going to be topical because this dude's never not going to be an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... And... In, in- at this point, I don't I don't know who is demanding any sort of respect for for him or his investiture as the president. Because here's the crazy thing. Like it or not, whether or not you are the president of the United States, respect is an earned thing. And so yeah, you can have the investiture that you have. If you are a judge who goes to a pub regularly or goes to a bar regularly, gets drunk, pisses on himself, shit himself, grabs boobs everywhere and shit. There's a chance that most of the lawyers that present, that go to your court and have seen you in those conditions have very little respect for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they might treat you with a certain respect when you are sitting behind the bench but they don't they they simply don't feel inspired to be to respect you and i feel that is the same issue here with the current dweller in the white house and yeah. i don't want to turn this this uh, particular episode into a political issue this is just something that we are we are just putting out of the way so that if you haven't watched this show you understand you know, how the dynamics of making fun of this entire situation that we find ourselves in, in terms of the presidency of the United States, is approached by this show, right? Yeah, and I I think it has to be addressed by the show because it is a show about a military installation. So you can't not mention the president Gross. when you're making a show about a, a government installation with the military it, it, you just you sort you can't you can't especially when it's a comedy and there's so much fodder at the moment for hilarity unfortunately <laughs> and to your to your point i will say you absolutely are correct that you lose the respect for the individual the only thing that you would have respect for like in the case of the judge would be the position yeah but, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the, the position may command respect, but that doesn't mean the person does. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, after all, the president is the commander in chief of all the armed forces. Yes. So, yeah, he's got to be he's got to come in, in into collation, if you will. But that's about it. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about. Do you want to go over the main cast, or shall we talk about the creators and and, and producers of this? Because, of course, Steve Carell created this, but he created this with Greg Daniels. Yes, who Greg Daniels was was a creator of Upload, which we just talked about. Right. So this is the second time in three shows. <laughs> <laughs> That we find ourselves talking about Greg Daniels, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And he did Parks and Rec, King of the Hill, The Office, you know, wrote some for The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. So this guy is part of our public consciousness. You know, there may be jokes or quotes that we make that lead back to him that we don't even know. That we don't even know. <laughs> so very influential person in pop culture for sure. Oh, yes. 
So this just tells you if you were questioning, well, who's behind these? These are the people that you have to yes. <laughs> you have to thank for it and you have to think about. Yes. So if you know the bulk of their work, of course you know the bulk of of Steve Carell's work. But Jocelyn just listed to you, just to name a few, what Greg Daniels has been behind. And as you said, some of the things that he, some of the quotes of his work may have become part of our everyday life, whereas we perhaps never imagined that he is the brain behind us. Yep. Yep. And we've got a... Some of the writers are also worked on Upload, but also worked on The Good Place, which, you know, we have <laughs> we have a lot of affection for The Good Place. Yes. So, and uh, let's see. So we've got, of course, Owen Daniels works on all of the aforementioned things. We've got Maxwell Vivian, who has written on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and was an, uh, an editor for a few other things. So, I mean, we've got, the, the show has a great pedigree. So don't listen to anybody who, who's trying to tell you that this is bullshit. This show is actually fantastic and has some of the greatest minds in America in terms of producing and bringing a comedy show to term. So let's, let's get that out of the way. Yes. So in terms of the main characters, the, the main cast, of course, we have Steve Carell as General Mark R. Nerd. Yeah, but that's <laughs> N-A-R-D. <laughs> and he, as Jocelyn said, the dude that just made it to four-star general and was expecting something big to happen in his life professionally. And ended up heading Space Force, which she didn't believe was a thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> and his life takes a huge turn. But surprise, like, I don't know if you if that happened to you, but I was surprised to see John Malkovich there. I was too. I, <laughs> I for whatever reason, didn't realize that he was in it. I guess I didn't pay attention to the credits or something but when he popped up i was like oh john malkovich <laughs> um and i i i i like john malkovich as an actor i think he is a great actor but something about him just gives me the creeps i know i have the same feeling but but that's something for me is one of those fears that that encourages you to go further yeah like like i'm afraid of him but I can't get enough of him. Right. Like, it's it's not like, oh, I have to turn it off because John Malkovich is in it. It's it's not that kind of a thing. It's just, yeah. it's. I think it's something to do with the combination of his voice and his movements. Because they're yes. all, his voice is very controlled and measured and, yes. and modulated. And his movements are, are, are the same. And sometimes he matches them together. And there's almost like a, a robotic yes. thing happening or... or, or, yes. or I, maybe uh, reptilian almost. I'm not sure, but it's something about it gives me the creeps. But at the same time, I am fascinated by him and, and yes. enjoy every performance he puts in. It, it, the, when you were saying that, all I could think about is the hissing of a snake. Yes. Which always almost seemed to match their movement. That's yes. Yes. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I, I could think of. And you, you bloody nailed it. <laughs> John, John, seriously, John Malkovich is one of the most terrifying figures to me in everything he does. But not because I'm afraid to the point of turning away. It's just like, yo, this guy looks like he could kick everybody's ass in the entire world mm -hmm. yep. and like nobody should ever fuck with him yeah exactly <laughs> there's a character there that every time his name was mentioned <laughs> I, I couldn't get enough of him 
like he's one of those despicable little uh, uh you know marketing personality manager kind of shit pr person <laughs> <laughs> his nickname though <laughs> Joanna, go ahead, please tell our audience what's this guy's name and his nickname. <laughs> yeah, you you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, his name his name is F. Tony Scarapaducci, <laughs> but his nickname is Fuck, fuck Tony. <laughs> And I suppose the reason they came up with fuck Tony is because he doesn't ever say the what the the F stands for. <laughs> so he goes straight from F Tony Scarapiducci Scarapiducci. <laughs> so people with imagination decided, oh, so the F stands for fuck Tony. <laughs> There was no one moment when they say these guys' name that I wasn't like, oh my God. So that is something to look forward to because they do say his name a lot. <laughs> so Ben Schwartz plays Fuck Tony and he is the Space Force social media director. And he is a little weasel, isn't he? Yes, he is. He plays that. He plays that character um, to the to the hilt. He <laughs> when there there's a little scene where they're dragging him away, and and he he's like, I have to tweet this. <laughs> no, he should be the guy working for the president, actually, because maybe he could have the president could have gotten some better tweets. <laughs> but no. <laughs> He was the guy there, ain't he? <clears throat> yep. And we had young young actor Diana Silvers playing Erin Nerd, the teenage daughter of General Nerd, Steve Carell's uh, character. There were moments where I was kind of mad at this girl, mm-hmm. and but like I had to remind myself, like I know exactly what you know teenage people do. So sometimes those things that she did were quite predictable, but still as a a dad, I found myself getting mad. I'm like, look at this little shite. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Because they do dumb shit, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I was like, God, she's so annoying, you know? (laughs) But at the same time, I I find that obviously her being the way she was brought the best out of, I mean, some of the most admirable qualities of the character that Steve Carell plays yes. out, right? Yes. What do you think of Jimmy O. Yang? <laughs> when they introduce him to the character that Steve Carell plays, Nard, nerd, they... When he asks him where he's from. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, Ohio. And then he's like, no, where are you actually from? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, but, because I've heard so many people of, of Asian descent say that's constantly the question that they get. You know, they'll be like, exactly. oh, I'm from, from Delaware or, you know, I'm from Ohio right. or I'm from California. No, where are you actually from? Motherfucker. Where are you actually from? I was born here. My parents were born here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoyed his his face at that, and I enjoyed his <laughs> his his acting because uh, he was it was very much one of those seriously really you're a four star general and that's what you're asking <laughs> where are you oh from? Oh my god, I'm not spying for the Chinese. You're right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think also they addressed a little bit of uh, of the. I'm Asian, but I'm not Chinese or I'm not, you know, I mean, like, cause yes. 
Because the tendency is to call anybody who looks Asian Chinese. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? by Americans, definitely so. Oh, they're Chinese. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> there are so many different Asian countries that... <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, this kid is genuinely funny. Like, yes. He's, uh, th- there are moments that he's serious. Like, I could certainly believe that he was a scientist. That yes. That's for sure. But at the same time, he sort of exhibited a little bit of his youth and like he wasn't always the nerd like he was yeah he he had some some fun in him didn't he yeah it was nice to see a a quote-unquote you know highly intelligent quote-unquote nerdy character also be a little more three-dimensional as opposed to you know just being the scientist or just being the really smart one you know because because people are three-dimensional. You're, you're not always going to be just the smart one or whatever. So uh, I, I I did like that, that they were able to bring that out in the character. I particularly enjoyed his interactions with Tony Newsom, who played Captain Angela Ali. Yes. And Tony Newsom is, is turning, and I don't know if that is uh, not a good thing to say, but I'm, I'm thinking in my head... And forgive me, English is my third or fourth language. So, but I find that she, in terms as an actress, she's becoming a very hot commodity because the most recent thing I watched with her in it was Brockmire, which was recommended to us when we had, I think, the first time we had George DeMoya yes, with us, and she was a recurring character on. On Brockmire, and I loved her character, and I I loved her. I loved everything about Tony Newsom herself, but her character was also lovable. And here, as Captain Angela Ali, she did not disappoint at all. Yeah, I I, I agree. I'm I wasn't I'm not familiar with with her work at all. I hadn't seen her in anything before this because I I haven't gotten to watch Brockmire yet. So I I enjoyed her performance in this. I enjoyed her as a pilot. I enjoyed, I just enjoyed her performance. Yes, yes, yeah. she was she was dope. It's good to be black in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's one quote for you right there. <laughs> no, it's good to be black in the moon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. (laughs) That was dope. (laughs) So let's talk about the recurring characters because those were funny too. And it was amazing how they had so many, so little space during the entire series. But whenever they were on screen, it was like a roulette of funny jokes, isn't it? Yeah. I uh, for me it was it was Don Lake with Brad playing the character <laughs> of Brad Brad Gregory yeah. the guy with uh, two two first names but um, he uh, I <laughs> it was just he, he he was so so terrible at his job but like yes. so happy at the same time and baking cookies and oh god so yeah I. <laughs> I, I enjoy Don Lake. He's of course been in everything. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um, was. He, uh, he's also been a writer. He wrote on the the Bonnie Hunt show, which I don't know if you ever watched, but I, I was a, a big fan of. I've always been a big fan of Bonnie Hunt, so I I like Bonnie Bonnie Hunt. But he's he's been in he's been in so many things. He was in NCIS, which is kind of funny that he's he's been in a lot of military based shows acting in that so so it was kind of kind of fun to see him and uh he's been around forever and always plays some kind of a little bit character that makes you laugh yeah i this is one guy that got that always made me laugh too throughout the entire show because he was like for at some point they mentioned that he was a general i think even general nerd said for fuck's sake you were general and i'm like oh he is because <laughs> he's such a castrated character isn't he <laughs> yes yes so much so 
so and I thought he fun. was like some kind of sergeant or some shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until they say, you're a general. I'm like, oh, he is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, Noah Emmerich was funny because he plays General Kick. Kick Grabastone. What a fucking name. <laughs> 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 Grabaston. <laughs> and he reminded me of my youngest puppy here. Because... <laughs> I'm going to have to explain that. <laughs> so we have three dogs in this house. And the puppy has his own things. And perhaps because be him being the puppy... All of his things, his toys, his food, everything is better than the other the, than the other dogs have. But somehow, whenever the other dogs are getting something, he leaves his and goes and tries to steal the other dog's stuff because he thinks they're getting something better than his. And Noah Emmerich's character reminded me of that because he... <laughs> Come on, this guy has is the chief of staff of the United States Air Force. And clearly he's in a very well established force, which is not starting and does not have had the problems that the Space Force has. Yet he somehow was always after Mark Nerd's head and, and his position too. <laughs> And that makes for a very funny situation, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> he's a very good actor. He's very good at playing either, I feel like, somebody very lovable or somebody that you just want to punch over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. How um, did you feel about Jane Lynch's participation in this? Oh, I enjoyed I, I love <laughs> Jane Lynch. I, I, she, she's... I first saw her in Best in Show many, many years ago, and uh, I've I've loved her ever since. So, she... <laughs> oh God, she's good. At some point, she said to somebody like, "Mention my gender again, and I'll shove something, something up your balls, and blah blah." And I'm like, "Yo, that <laughs> sounded painful." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, and um. Of course, we have to we have to mention Fred Willard, since he did he did pass away, and the the first episode is is dedicated to his memory. I I love Fred Willard. He was also in Best of Show. He's 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 just lovely and sweet and great at playing a bumbling idiot. And he was so funny as as the dad, and so funny as like when. <laughs> In the first episode, or maybe it's the second episode, early on in the series, when he's like, I crawled under the house. They told me not to, but I did. <laughs> and it, <laughs> and the, the caretaker and, it, and, and Steve Carell's, you know, it's like, Dad, don't crawl under the house. Oh, my God. And, you, and, and the, the frustration that the, 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 the character uh, that, that Steve Carell was able to portray so lovely in the sense of, I just want to come over there and kick your ass, but you're my dad and I love you and I can't. And you're also really frail was just so lovely because it, it kind of touched a chord with me. Um, but, but yeah, Fred, Fred Willard was, he was good in the, in the episodes that he was in and, uh, you know, sorry that, that we lost him, but, uh, I think he, he went out on a nice high note there. Yes. Yes. And the man worked until his very last few minutes, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. He did. He did. I have. I have a. And I always had a very different love for Fred Willard because there was the. It one. He was one of these dudes that couldn't ever do anything wrong, and f he had a ranch that no one else had. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I feel like Fred Willard literally saved. Jay Leno's ass uh, for a long time oh, yeah. because every time Jay Leno wanted to have a to do a, a bit that inferred or, or referred to someone in the government or something like that he would bring on Fred Willard and he always killed it yes and he would believe like 
really, is, is this guy really from the government? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for those of you who binge watch or who've seen the boondocks, Fred Willard had a great participation in the boondocks in the episode. I think it's one episode that sort of like exposed the use of the N-word. And Fred Willard was some kind of middle school teacher. And he had gotten himself in trouble because he said the N-word. And he kept getting himself, like, drilling himself more of a hole because then he insisted on, expl- on, on explaining the context in which he said it. And the funny <laughs> thing is, like, well, I didn't say girl. I said gah. Which <laughs> it was like, no. You're not helping. <laughs> but only Fred Willard could have gotten away with that. And he did. It was so funny, 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 funny. So this is one of, one of those things that you're like, yeah, you know, this is whoever cast Fred Willard for this knew exactly what he was going to be able to deliver. So, yeah, definitely rest in peace. And uh, we'll continue to love you for as long as we can remember you. Anyway. Yes, yes. Patrick Warburton is one of my favorite guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I have a, a soft spot for Patrick Warburton because he, he is the voice of Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove. And I, I, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my go-to movies when I'm sad. And <laughs> he's... He's so good in it, and he just has—he has one of those voices that you hear, and you're like, "Oh, that's Patrick Warburton." Exactly. He never changes that voice, but no. it fits every character he plays. Yes, yes, right. and it's—it's it's a huge part, I think, of his acting is his voice. Yeah. Um, and yes. I, I was certainly not to disparage his his acting at all. A, a voice is incredibly important, but it, <laughs> it's the him being the the. It, it, how do you pronounce it? Is it Commandant? Commandant of the Marine Corps? Comm- uh, commandant? Commandant. He uh, is totally believable because of, of him. I mean, like, the dude's like yeah. a, a refrigerator sitting across <laughs> the table from you that talks. So, I mean, like, he's, yes. he, he's to me the, the, the embodiment of a Marine right there. <laughs> yes, yes. And, like, I... All I can do is whenever he's on screen, I think about all the characters he's played and how they all have that same voice, but different inflections and different like, so, you know what I mean? Like I hear him talk and I'm like, oh, that's the voice of Joe, but he clearly is not playing Joe from Family Guy. You know what I mean? Like I can believe the character he's currently playing, although the voice sounds familiar. That is an amazing fit for me. Yes, yes, yes. What about... Dan Bakadal, <laughs> uh, the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> this guy is always funny. Yes, he is. And he, well, he was just in, I I had just gotten off of, I just finished Tales from the Loop. And um, he has a episode in Tales from the Loop that he plays a completely different kind of character. So when I saw him in this, I, my brain had to do some mental gymnastics to be like, okay, this is a different show, <laughs> <laughs> different character, completely different vibe, completely, you know, so, but I also feel like he's kind of one of the, of that guy, you know what I mean? Like yes. when you see his face, you're like, oh, it's, it's that guy. It's that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. It's that guy. But he is, he's been in many things. Great pedigree, you know, always been been good in what he's in um you know he was in veep he was in yeah the mindy project he yes. was he's been in he was in community so he was yeah. also part of the of the he was also part of the daily show with john stewart at some point too yes yes but this guy like yeah he, this guy is funny and he always looks the same he doesn't need any gimmicks or anything like that he just he just delivers boom yep yeah. he shows up and and does his job and <laughs> yeah. Roy Wood Jr. Speaking of the Daily Show, now with Trevor Noah, Roy Wood Jr. also has has a recurring character there as Colonel Bert Mellows, and 
of course, Roy Wood is funny, 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 funny as hell. Like, there's no, there's no other other way of describing Roy Wood Jr. And one of the funniest things about Roy Wood Jr. for me is that, like, I think Roy Wood went from radio to dabbing into comedy, into stand up, because like he used to have supposedly one of the funniest morning shows in his hometown i think he's from uh alabama or something yeah birmingham birmingham alabama right <laughs> so roy wood has had a, a, a beautiful and seamless transition into everything that has come to him and i love that yeah. but he's currently one of the funniest people on the daily show right now yes yeah he's, he's amazing Yes, he is. He is very, very funny. He uh, looks like from his bio, he worked. He had a, a morning show in in Alabama for over a decade, a radio yeah. show, morning radio show. So, yeah. yep. Now, there's a so some of the things that I enjoyed the most about this about Space Force is the the characters, the parody characters they created of. People that we very know, we, we know very well in our day-to-day politics, and the funniest of them for me was played by this actress named Ginger Gonzaga, and her character's name is Annabella Isidro Campos. And <laughs> as soon as I say that, you must know that she was <laughs> she, and she was. Absolutely fantastic <laughs> playing Alexander, like a parody of Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. That was marvelous. <laughs> what do you say, Joseph? I mean, that was great. She was, she was, she was perfect. And, I know. And so I think it was Steve Carell's character called her something like because when they were like the Congress, Congress or the Senate senators are here, the congressmen, or Congress people are here, or whatever, and he's like. Is it the angry young one? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. It was something like it was something like um, he asked, like, oh, is it the the old white one, the angry the angry young one, and the rich wo- woman, or something like that? <laughs> he didn't say their names. He was just labeled them. <laughs> he just had descriptions for them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, but like, it, 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 the thing is that the first time I saw her, I saw the all-in-black thing and the very red lipstick. Yes. And I'm like, she hasn't opened her mouth yet. And I'm like, this has to be modeled after Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. And when she started speaking and all of her mannerism and the way she delivered every one of her words... And I was like, oh, my God, this is too funny. And I stopped it. And I busted out laughing, right? And Christine is right next to me. And she's like, why is this so funny to you? And I'm like, you don't see this? This is this is AOC. And they even had, they had the AYC for her as opposed to AOC. This was so funny. Yes. And then, <laughs> Congresswoman Pitosi. <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you, this show is funny. Congresswoman Pitosi <laughs> is supposed to be House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Oh God, that was funny, funny, funny. So, what was it? Who who gave her a hug? Somebody gave her a hug or something. Oh just... God! <laughs> I oh man, this is too much. And then, <laughs> so that role is played by uh, Conchetta Tomei. Uh, I I'm not entirely sure whether or not she's related to. You know the Tomei, uh, Marisa, and so forth. Uh, but she was on point. Yes, 
Yes, she you know, was. The way she spoke, you know, in the the wide eyes that Nancy Pelosi always seemed to, always trying to open her eyes more than <laughs> more than she can. <laughs> uh, that was funny. And then <laughs> this guy, Alan Blumenfield, played the role of Shuggler, who is also a parody <laughs> of Chuck Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> so I you know it's amazing the the liaison or the mixing of current event current personalities into something that is fiction but god it was funny I I yeah. I can't I, you know <laughs> <laughs> but a, AYC was like some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to mention, because we, I think we forgot about her, but uh, Lisa Kudrow. Uh, yes. Playing, playing the wife of General, General Nard. And I, I love Lisa Kudrow. There's just something about her that, that I just really like out of all of the cast of friends. She's like the one I would like to have a beer with. Yes. <laughs> yes. She just, she just seems, she seems delightful, but she's, she's so good in this and she's funny. And I love the fact that she ends up in prison and they never tell us why. And that was my biggest thing. I'm like, Will they ever tell us? That I was expecting an episode with some flashbacks and shit. <laughs> I kept waiting for it too, and it never <laughs> happened. And I love it. I love that they did that. And I don't care if they never tell us. For for some reason, it's just it, I I just am like, you know what? I it's such a delightfully odd thing to do. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not with that one, Jocelyn. <laughs> no. <laughs> They, you want to know? Oh, oh, that was torture for me. I'm like, why the fuck is she in prison? <laughs> what happened? Because the last time we saw her, she was still in Washington. Yep, you know she had I mean? the Washington hair. She had the <laughs> suit. She had everything. And, and she had her little breakdown when she found out they were going to Colorado. And then she's in prison. And I was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, I mean, this is to me is like, Imagine if they brought your soup without uh, without a spoon. <laughs> That's how I suffered this part of the show. I've had that happen to me before in a restaurant. <laughs> really? Yes, and and the I've had and the waiter or waitress, the serve staff just just disappeared, and I <laughs> I had to go find my own spoon. <laughs> oh my god! That that actually has nothing to do with anything. But when you said that, I was like, "Yeah, I've actually had that happen." To me. No, but yeah. you know how terrible it feels. Like you know, yeah, it's like, like I'm hungry. My food's right here. Please come yeah. back. Please come. Where <laughs> Should are I you? just stick the entire fucking bowl to my face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I have no problem with that. But at the same time, I don't really want to do that. You You're know? in a restaurant, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And, and and you know my personality. I'm not the type really to get up and go look for something on my own. I I did wait for a very long time, but I finally got to the point where I was like, "This is going to be cold. I'm going to find a spoon." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that has happened to all of us, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't. Uh, so just to end here, uh, to start wrapping up. Uh, there's a few people that appeared here and there that we may be, some of us might be uh, familiar with and some not. But Aparna Nanchela, she's a very, very funny comedian of Indian descent. And whether she's doing stand-up or whether she's doing one of those little appearances on shows, she delivers. What was you that kind that crazy lady that they sent up to space uh, with with that crew of misfits? <laughs> <laughs> she had her bird with her and shit. <laughs> she put the bird in the fucking helmet, man. <laughs> That's, that uh, was funny. Bird people are intense. <laughs> 
I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I've known a couple of, of bird people, like hard, not people who have like a little, little bird, but like bird people right. are intense. <laughs> they're a whole different level of, because there's cat people, there's dog people, there's just animal people, but there's bird people and bird people are intense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to, yeah. Stay away from bird people. Yeah, I actually would <laughs> highly recommend that. <laughs> the two I've known well have been complete psychopaths. So. <laughs> yep, I can tell. <laughs> and finally, I have to give a shout out to the show for at least showing a Haitian character, albeit a little bit stereotypical and not in a bad way. Because Haitian are Haitians are famous for being caretakers <laughs> and nurses. <laughs> you know, there's a running joke in the Haitian community that if you come home to your parents and say, I decided that I'm going to quit nursing school and I'm going to become a DJ, both of them are going to drop dead on you. <laughs> 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 because the first question you're going to get is, oh, oh who is going to give you the money? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to play music, but who's going to give you money for that? <laughs> so the caretaker to uh, Mark Nerd's parent, uh, Mark Sully Saint-Fleur, as Jean-Baptiste Bossou. So Jean-Baptiste is pretty much like the go-to name for Hollywood for every Haitian <laughs> character. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Oh, God. Every time they show in, like, oh, this Haitian is, is from Miami. In, a, in, a, in, a, in any show or series or movie, any guy named Jean-Baptiste, you don't even have to, you know, no. That guy is, is the Haitian. He's the guy playing the Haitian from Miami. And sometimes, See, sometimes they have dreadlocks and speak like a Jamaican for some reason. <laughs> I'm serious, Jojo. I'm not even playing. I, I am going to have to start paying attention to this. This is going to be like the the editing in the cup thing. Now, whenever I see Jean Baptiste, I'm just going to start rolling my eyes, and be like, "Oh, here we go." Well, Thanks, if Hollywood. You want, if you want. Uh, check out uh, one of the Bad Boys movie, Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin. What's his name? Martin Short. No. Martin. Oh God. It's. Why is? Why am I so bad with names? Yeah, but you know the guy uh, I'm talking about, uh, Will Smith, and uh, the thing is that you know. We black people call everybody, almost everybody, by first name, and every famous people. My first name, so Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> like people hardly ever say Denzel Washington; they just, just go Denzel. Denzel, yeah. <laughs> Martin, <laughs> Jamie <laughs> instead of Jamie Fox. <laughs> Except for Will Smith, we always say Will Smith for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, one of the Bad Boys movie has a bit in it where like they were going against some Haitians. Uh, and uh, and it was in Miami, of course. And most of it, most of the Haitians had dreadlocks and spoke like Jamaican, spoke English like Jamaican. And whenever they supposedly spoke Creole, it was nothing at all. It was absolute shit. <laughs> like it wasn't Creole. It wasn't Haitian Creole. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we've complained about that, but you know. At least Haitians are getting a bit more positive representation in that respect. Albeit stereotypical, because, you know, caretaker and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate that, though, when, when there's, you know, like, you know, bad Southern accents as an example, or bad New York accents, or bad British accents. And then, you know, if somebody's going to play a Haitian character, there should be somebody who is teaching how to speak with a Haitian accent or a, a, a Haitian sayings or cadence or, you know, there, there should yeah. be, there yeah. needs to be some sort of, of more attention paid to, okay, you're playing this kind of character. This is who you're going to be playing. So 
we're going to actually do some research into the character as to, as opposed to just going with whatever your assumption is to what a Haitian person should sound like. Yes. And you're right. (laughs) What conclusions would you have about space force for our listeners? Jocelyn. I think that it's a really funny take on some current events. I think it's something that will last. I'm looking forward to the second season. There's a lot of little characters and little interactions to pay attention to. As you said, there is a lot of quotable little, little just off, off comments that you can just throw out. So I, uh, I think it's, it's uh, definitely uh, worth the time to watch and uh, very enjoyable. And uh, I love Steve Carell. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, though. Yes. And we have to start thinking about this, right? Yes. So Space Force was funny based on our political and presidential situation of the moment. If that should not be the case starting January 20th uh, of next year, do you think there's still room to make this funny? Yeah, I definitely think so. Do you still think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. All right. So I'm definitely looking forward to the second season in that respect. I think and the writers are up to the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But if the second season has to make references about the same president because we found ourselves ourselves stuck with him then I'm going to watch it very pissed offly (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you'll be the only one (laughs) (laughs) All right, so everyone we thank you for listening once again and uh, thank you it seems like our audience is slowly coming back yes yay welcome back and uh we like that we appreciate that and so we'll continue you know we haven't gone anywhere so <laughs> we'll continue to do our best to bring you more kicking and streaming and you know where to find us we are on instagram facebook twitter pinterest and all you have to do is give it a look give it a go at kicking and streaming podcasts we also have our own website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com. You will find Jocelyn on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast. Yes. And me, you'll find me there too. I'm Graham Istraputzeta, M R P U Z Z E T T A. For now, goodbye, everyone. Bye.